0: What is the official position by the SABC? Uh, has an appointment been made for Chief Operating Officer?
1: Um, as I said, good evening to your listeners and to yourself, and compliments of the newsroom. Um, system. As we said, procedurally, um, there are ways in which government appoints senior managers. And this is not only for SABC, but for all entities. That whatever the recommendations that, or the appointment that is preferred by the board and the minister will have to go to cabinet for final uh, processing and therefore communicated as part of cabinet statement, and you would have over years observed this so cabinet has been very, very um, emphasizing on the issue of process of appointment because of the challenges that have been witnessed in state-owned entities um, so that we can make sure that the quality of people who are being appointed is not questionable but equally as government, we can take responsibility when things go wrong. So that's precisely the point. Now, in this case as the statement we have issued indicates that We have not, as the department, submitted any memo to cabinet. As you know, that cabinet has been on recess. We have not started cabinet process. So therefore, there isn't a formal or any appointment that has been done as far as we are concerned.
0: Mm-hmm. So, at this stage, and pardon me, Minister, if it seems like I'm being pedantic, but I just really want to ensure that mm-hmm. we, we, we understand. So, at this point, mm-hmm. nobody has been told that you actually have the position. We're just waiting to finalize it via the cabinet process. If anyone has done that, that's illegal. They're not supposed to do
1: that. As far as I'm aware, that has not been done.
0: So nobody is under the impression that, for instance, in February, uh, they're starting work to take up any position at the SABC.
1: I'm, I'm actually hearing rumors of that, uh, And that is concerning because it means somebody has decided to ignore processes of, of cabinet or processes of government. Let me tell you how it happens. And so that even the listeners can understand. You'd have an interview, you'd have people who have upset, people are flying, all that that people know. But in terms of government, there are things that must be done. One, you must do security adherence, you must do qualification, verification, you must do all those things that need to be done. And then out of that you take that package and say, We have a preferred candidate, we've done the checks, this person has gone through, they have correct qualifications, they do not have criminal cases, they do not have pending cases against them, and therefore we have satisfied the process. They don't have anything over their head so that you take that and say to cabinet, this is the preferred person. So anything that happens before that, that has not ensured that the procedure uh, is followed, it's actually wrong. Mm. And I, 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 That's why we had to clarify because I started seeing um, matters going out. People saying, you know, this is what has happened. I have asked the board to also give a report. As far as the board is saying that they have not formally uh, appointed anyone. That's that's what I'm getting. Uh, I've been in the I had an event with senior citizens. Uh, So I've asked for a formal report to the entity of the department so that we can analyze and and have a proper report. Because We have to account even to the presidency, to both the president of the country, to both the deputy president and the person who is leading on state-owned entities. Because all these things, when we do them, we have to report. Now, if anything happens outside that process then it's
0: just wrong. Okay. So then let me ask this question. Should a person pass all of those stringent tex- tests, checks and balances, including uh, security security clearance, and they are then approved by Parliament? Whether it is a particular person or not, and this incident has occurred, would they still then be appointment? In other words, I'm asking, would this jeopardize any person who... Uh, maybe under the impression or has formally or informally been chosen for this position?
1: Look, in terms of your normal HR process, so you'd have preferred number one, preferred number two, preferred number three. And that's why it's important never to communicate anything until everything is concluded. Because in all the appointments, people who are doing HR or HR specialists can share with you this. It happens in all appointments you might prefer a particular individual for example they go to competing citizens when they come back it shows you very very strong or very very issues that you can't deal with or you have a preferred candidate and then you find they have criminal records or they do not have citizenship because there are positions that you can appoint foreign nationals for example so those are the things that you have to clear first hmm. if you find that then you move to the next one that's why every time in interviews you have Preferred number one,
0: preferred number two, preferred number three. Mm. Uh, What I'm trying to establish, Minister, is if preferred number one in this case passes all of those stringent tests, but what is Mm -hmm. this perceived lack of trust in the sense that somebody might have jumped the gun? Would it jeopardize them getting that, that position?
1: That I, I can't I can say right now. It depends on the work that needs to be done or what what could be. If it's perceived as dishonesty, because if I am a preferred candidate and I'm told not to disclose the matter and I go and disclose, then that's dishonesty. All
0: right. Thank you so much for speaking to us, Minister, Minister of Communications.